Musicians, just keep the music flowing in the background. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wendy, I just felt the Lord just uh, showed me uh, concerning you. I saw fields, fields of harvest. And there's such a desire in your life for the fields. And I felt the Lord just saying, dream. Keep the vision alive. Keep the dream alive. The Lord is teaching you how to harvest. He's teaching you how to reach. He's teaching you how to draw. He's teaching you how to abide. But let your dream of the harvest grow. For there's a, a time where God is expanding the harvest and fulfilling the dreams that you have. Tonight's presence is coming on you right now. See the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming on you. Cause your passion and fire for harvest to grow. Cause it to begin to burn till it's like a consuming fire around your life. Thank you, Lord. Come upon her. Let your anointing come upon her right now. Brett, I felt the Lord speak to me concerning you. Promotion. Promotion. As you've served and given and, and seems like I've been unseen, I see the Lord saying He's going to lift you up before man, going to promote and going to cause uh, release, financial increase resulting from promotion. You expect it. Expect it. You know, there's a, there's a part of you that doesn't ask for anything. There's a part of you that would put everyone else first. And I see God saying, but you're one of my sons too. And you need to believe for yourself. You need to believe for yourself. You need to step up and begin to start to pursue and desire and seek things for yourself. Because as you expand, you have more to give. And as you have more to give, you have more influence and impact. Spirit of God's coming on you now. Father, touch this life right now. Tim, God says the fountains of the deep are going to begin to open. The things that have been buried, the things that have been pushed down, the things that have been covered. I just see God saying, he's putting a spade into it. And it's like a subterranean fountain is going to flow. And you let it happen. You begin to ask the Holy Ghost to let it happen. Now's the time. Now's the time for change. Now's the time for release, enlargement, increase in your life. Now's the time to break out of limitations and restrictions. What I see, it's like a parcel with so much in it. And yet there's these bands, thick metal bands around it. And this is the time for the breaking of the bands and the releasing of your life to different dimensions. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for your presence coming. Ooh, ooh. Let your glory begin to come on people, Lord. That's right. Just His presence is here very strongly. That's right. Allow your heart just open up. Just be aware of Him. Increase can come very quickly out of encounter with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jenny, I just saw a picture of a desert, and, and the desert was dry place. And I saw a trickle of water flowing. And then that water began to just flow and be absorbed into the earth. And then the earth began to just suddenly change. Some parts of the world, it can be desert, and then it gets a little bit of rain. And suddenly all the seeds that were buried inside begin to spring up and flourish. And the Lord wants you to know He's planted many seeds inside you. And it's been like a desert, but the Lord says, this is the time 
of the, the rains of refreshing, rains of your spirit, rains of the Holy Ghost coming upon your life. And as you worship Him and allow your heart to break before Him, there's a raining of the Spirit of God over your life. And what's been sown in is going to begin to just going to spring up and grow and enlarge. And, and there's going to come a productivity and an increase and a flourishing and a beauty. And these latter years will be more than all the former years put together. God's seen you cry. He's begun to speak and move. And this is just but the beginning. Expect His word. Just as the Israelites went out and got a, the rhema, they got the, the manna from heaven. As you reach out, God's going to give you manna. He's going to give you manna. He's going to give you word, not just for yourself, but words for other people. There's going to come an emerging of prophetic ability and discerning ability around your life. You're going to begin to see things others haven't seen. You wonder why he didn't, they didn't see it, but it's because God's downloading to you. Lord, let your anointing flow, your glory and presence flow. Father, release visions and dreams. Father, today we speak and release an increase of the prophetic anointing of every person here. Increase of ability to see, to hear, to flow with the Spirit of God. Father, let the heavens be up. We pray Elisha's prayer. Father, open our eyes. 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 Open our eyes to see. Most incredible thing, it's... Um, Pastor Mike was just talking before, and, uh, and I know this is from God tonight because, I mean, we never talked about, I never talked about what he was going to do tonight. He never asked me what I was going to preach about tonight. But two words that came out tonight uh, in, in his ministry, one was uh, seeing, what do you see? And uh, I believe that God wants to um, change our perspective on how we see things. Very, very easy to be overwhelmed by the by what's going on in the world around us. And it's very easy to be overcome by, by the pressures of life. It's very easy to be overcome by the, uh, by the turmoil that goes around our lives. But I believe God wants to encourage you. What do you see? Your perspective, how you see life, how you see is very, very, very important. See, like I said before, in Joshua chapter 6, when, when Joshua came up before Jericho and it was securely shut up, God said, see. So we need to, have a, we need to get right perspective on God, how God sees things. Amen? We need to get right perspective on how God sees things. And uh, one of the things, um, uh, very, very, very important that we need to learn to see. One of the, and uh, as I was just in worship, I'm just going to just quickly move through this. Um, Pastor Michael always also used the term, uh, used the phrase, come up higher. And that's been something that God has been speaking to people, come up higher. But you've got to get that in context where that was taking place. And uh, that context was when, uh, when John was, in a, in, was on he had been exiled to the island of Patmos. And uh, John was uh, not in a place of blessing. He was not in a comfortable place at all. The reason he was, on, he, was on, he was on Patmos was this, because he was in exile. He had just been persecuted and basically had been tortured and he had been dumped on a bare island, a barren island, in order to be left there to die and be eaten by rats. But see, John still had a perspective. The Bible says that he was in the spirit. He was in the spirit. He was not uh, in the spirit of the world. He was not in a spirit of disappointment, but he was in, the, he was in relationship with the Holy Spirit. When, I was in, when you are in relationship with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter whether you're left in a place to be, uh, die and eaten by rats or anything like that. Your perspective will still be different. 
Even though your surroundings may be contrary, the Bible says that he was in the spirit. Even though he was exiled, he was in relationship. He was still in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that those who walk in the spirit, they shall have great joy. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of walking in the spirit, is they have great joy, they have peace around their lives. So even though you're in a place of, uh, uh, even though you may feel deserted, even though you may actually be in a place of, uh, of dryness, maybe you're in a place where you've been left eaten by rats, you still can have the choice. You can still learn and you can still choose to see in the Spirit. You can still walk in the Spirit. And the Bible says that when John was in the Spirit, he heard a voice behind him saying, come up here, I must show you some things that happen after this. Friends, there is a tomorrow. The situation that you're walking in right now will not last forever. You may feel like you're on that island of Patmos, but that is just a moment of time. See, God says, come up here and I will show you some things that must take place after you've been on this place. So there is an after of where you are right now. (laughs) Where you are right now will not last forever. Everybody say amen. Where you're in this place of uh, uh, isolation or pain or disappointment, that place will not last forever. Amen. So the Bible says that as he came up, as he as, as he came up higher into, into the throne room of heaven, the first thing he saw was this: that God was on the throne. <laughs> that God was on the throne. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you. We've got to have that perspective that we can look at. It doesn't matter what's going on in the on and in, in and around the world. God is still on the throne. Amen. That Jesus Christ reigns victorious. That he overcame Satan. He overcame poverty. He overcame disappointment. He overcame sickness. And he does seat at the right hand of the Father on the throne. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody give me an amen tonight. That is something to be happy about. So it doesn't matter what your circumstance, we still, we, we know the end. The end is this, that Jesus Christ is still, and he always is, on the throne of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool anyway. <laughs> Wasn't quite what I was going to preach on tonight, but it's similar lines. If you've got your Bibles, please turn to uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 5. How many people fasted off some of that Christmas pudding yet? Oh, come on. Christmas pudding, it's all good. Titus 1.5 is one of my favorite scriptures here in the Bible. In fact, I've got a lot of favorite scriptures in the Bible. One of the most favorite ones there. My, my daughter also loves the Word of God. She loved it so much she tore a page out. Last week, we, Pastor Mike turned to Acts chapter 12. When I looked at 12, I thought, wow, there's no 12. It's been ripped out. <laughs> so there we go. It's gone. So I have to get another one. Anyway, here we go. The Bible says in the here in, in, in Titus 1 verse 5, everybody say, for this reason. For this reason I left you in Crete that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders or shepherds in every city as I have commanded you. Let me talk to you about this, um, about this verse. You've got to get this, uh, this particular verse in, in its right context. And... Uh, you know, let me talk about Crete. Crete was not the nicest place in the world. <laughs> Crete was not a very nice place. It, was a, it may have been nice uh, geographically, but actually the, the word Crete means a place of, of, of destruction. It means a place of deception. And uh, the, you can look at the scriptures afterwards, and, the, and it says there that uh, in verse 12, it says, uh, the Cretans are always liars and evil beasts and lazy gluttons. And they were, they're deceptive. They are, they are, uh, they are hot-tempered. They are, uh, Crete was not a nice place to live in. The people there were, 
were mean. The people there were self-centered. The people there were liars. The people there were, were, were just selfish. The people there were uh, gossipers. The people there were, were evil beasts. Evil beasts. And um, now this place was not a nice place to be in. And uh, Crete was a, a place of deception. And, uh, and so I don't know about you, but uh, we live in a fantastic place. But there are, there are things in our community that is very, very similar to what we have here. Uh, it was a place of despair. It, wasn't, it was not a good place. And uh, the Bible says that, that Paul was speaking to Titus, and he says, for this reason, I've left you there. When I first read that, I think, well, yeah, sometimes I feel like that I've been left in a place of destruction. I sometimes feel that I've been left in a place of, uh, of disappointment, that there's evil beasts all around me. And, and your place of discreet, your, your creed may not be the creed as it was in the Bible, but every one of us, is, I believe, has a place uh, where there is destruction around our lives, where there is places of deception. It says here that, that Crete was an evil place. And uh, it says, for this reason I've left you there, that you set, set in order the things that are lacking. For this reason I've left you there. Sometimes, like I said before, sometimes you feel that um, you get to a stage in your life sometimes where you feel like you've been left in a place by God. It's like sometimes you feel like God has abandoned you. Sometimes you feel like you're in a place and it's like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here around these people? What am, it's, it's almost like at times that the things of the world that, that can, can start to overcome and overwhelm you. But I want to encourage you today that, that he has not just left you in Crete. He has not abandoned you in Crete. Titus was not just abandoned in Crete because he was a naughty boy. He wasn't just left there because he was just, uh, uh, there was no one else for him to go. He was not just left there. And I believe that you are in a place right now, uh, maybe it's not the, the, the best of places, uh, the, the, the realm that you live in, the atmosphere, the, the life that you're in right now. Maybe it's not the best of places, but I can tell you this, you have not just been left there. You have not just been left in the place of disappointment. You have not just been left in this place of, uh, of famine. You have not just been left there. So the Paul says, um, it goes to say that I have left you here. In other words, I have not just, um, just abandoned you for the, for the sake of it, but I have, I have brought you to this place. So that the place that you are, the, the realm, the, uh, the, the life that you're living in right now, you've not just been left there, but somebody has brought you to this place. Somebody has just brought you to this place. And, and Paul, he was, uh, he, he, was, he was an ambassador of Christ, and he hadn't just abandoned Titus there. He, had, he just hadn't deserted him, but he had positioned him in this place. And uh, right now we're in a, um, you know, we live in a fantastic city, but all around us we see people that are, uh, that have got mortgage sales, people are struggling financially, people are uh, selling off this, people are, people's businesses are, are, are in turmoil, people's jobs are unsettled. The place that we're in right now is quite often uncertain for some people. But let me tell you, you have not just been left here. You have not just been left here. You have not been deserted in this place. God has, hasn't just left you in, in Hastings and just deserted you. It's, that's not what the scripture reads. I believe that the scripture is talking about that God has positioned you and I in this place. You have been brought to this place and also positioned in this place. And uh, you have not just been abandoned. The Bible says that I have left you in Crete that you should set in order the things that are lacking. See, one of the things that he has called to, Jesus has called you and I to do, is to reestablish culture, to reestablish spirit. And uh, can you imagine in a place right now where there is 
Um, can you imagine the atmosphere that would have been over Crete? That there's deception, there's lies, there's, there's gluttony, there's drunkenness, there's all sorts of uh, lewd behavior. And uh, with that sort of thing brings a, brings a spirit over a place. And uh, right now in Hawke's Bay, there is uh, people are, uh, all over the world, we're in a place where people are losing jobs, where people are in fear uh, of, of, of losing money, of, of losing their possessions. The whole world right now is in a place of uncertainty. And somehow you and I are going to need to learn to find out where we fit in this place, that we're not just left here, that you and I have been, have been positioned here. We've been positioned in this place, in this time right now for such a time as this. It is important you are here, not in the wrong place in the wrong time. You are in the right place at the right time right now. And you and I, just as Titus was called, he was, he was set in place here to reestablish culture. He was there to, to reestablish the spirit of this place. And just like you and I are in Hawke's Bay right now, you and I have been positioned in this place right now, not to be overwhelmed by the prevailing atmospheres, but to become the prevailing atmosphere. Tell the person next to you, you are here in this place to become the prevailing atmosphere. For this reason I've left you, that you would put in order the things that are lacking. Friends, there are some things that are lacking in our community right now. There is a hole in our community. And when there is a hole in a place, when there is a hole in the atmosphere over a city or over a region, over a person's life, something will fill it. Something will fill it. Right now, there's a hole over our community. There's a hole over our nation, and something is waiting to fill it. The question is, will it be uh, filled with discouragement? Will it be filled with hope? Will it be filled with fear? Will it be filled with apprehension? Will it be filled with, 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 with violent spirits, or will it be filled with something else? We need to fill. The atmosphere is waiting right now for something to fill it. The atmosphere, the spirit is open over the world right now. Right now it's a place of turmoil. That's a fantastic place because it means something can happen. Something can fill the atmosphere over the city. Something can start to be released into, the, into communities. Something can be released into, into nations. And now is the right time for it. What it takes is somebody of different, of different spirit. See, for, for us right now, you can, be, you can choose to be overwhelmed uh, by the prevailing atmospheres, or you can choose to put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ. You can choose to change your perspective and see how God sees things. So for some, some people, he would, you'd look and say, hey, God, why have you put me in this place, left me here to die? But for other people, your perspective will be this. God, I thank you that you have positioned me here. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to shift something over a nation, to be able to shift something over a community, to be able to shift something over my family. The question is, how do you see it? Do you see yourself left here to die just like uh, Joe Bloggs, or do you see yourself here as somebody that can fill the atmosphere with a different spirit? Amen. The Bible also talks about in 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, Paul says that we are ambassadors of Christ. So you have not just been left here. The thing about an ambassador is this, that the thing about Titus was this, that Paul could not be everywhere at once. There was a time where he only had a certain amount of time on this earth. He only had a certain amount of time to accomplish what God had called him to do. Jesus, when Jesus was here on this earth, he only had a certain amount of time in order to accomplish the things that he needed to accomplish. And he 
But what he called, he called his disciples. And he, he, he gave them, he commissioned them. And, and, and in that commissioning, they become ambassadors. So as you become, as you allow Jesus Christ to come into your life, as you commit your life to him, you start, you become an ambassador of the king. See, Jesus couldn't be everywhere at once. But what he can do is this right now, is release his spirit into each and every one of our lives. And so when the great commissioning, and the, when Jesus ascended, he said, just, he said, go you into the, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. Just as Jesus has done, he started to commission his disciples. You and I are commissioned by Jesus Christ to carry his spirit, to carry his kingdom into this world. Amen? You and I are carried, you and I are commissioned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to, come, to, to, to bring in order the things that are lacking in the rest of the world. You and I are commissioned by Jesus Christ himself to bring in order the things that are lacking in your neighborhood. You are called as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You are called to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What an honor, what a privilege it is to be called an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Come on, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible thing. See, the thing about an ambassador is this. It is, a, it is sent from one, an ambassador is sent from one sovereign power to another sovereign power in order to represent the, the sovereignty which that ambassador had been sent. So the way an ambassador was treated, uh, if you treat an ambassador poorly, it was as though you treated the, the sovereignty, the king, of, of which that ambassador was sent. That is how you treated the king. You touch, it, you touch the ambassador, you touch the king. The ambassador was empowered by a kingdom to, to be able to, to enforce or to be able to enlarge the interests of the sovereignty which it came from into the sovereignty in which it was, uh, in which it was located. So if you talk about uh, our, our New Zealand embassy, for example. Uh, our New Zealand ambassador positioned in Japan is commissioned by the New Zealand government in order to enlarge the New Zealand interests in the nation of Japan. You think about the American ambassador here in New Zealand. The American ambassador is here uh, to enlarge or to increase the influence of the American government in the land of New Zealand. When you, when you, when you speak to the ambassador of of, New Ze- of, um, of the United States and here, it is as, as, as though you were speaking to President Obama himself. That is how, that is how an ambassador works. And for you, as a, for you and I as an ambassadors of Christ, when we speak the word of God, we are speaking it as though God himself was employing through us, like the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are ambassadors of Christ as though God himself were pleading through us. You're an ambassador. You are sent by Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and, and your words are to be those that are uh, from Jesus himself. The atmosphere in which you uh, surround yourself with is that supposed to be of the kingdom culture, not of the culture of the world. So when you go to a, uh, we may be in New Zealand, but if you go to the American embassy in, in, uh, in Wellington, you'll discover in that place that everything about that embassy is American. When you go to a, I went to the New Zealand embassy in, in, uh, in Singapore. One of the things I discovered about that, that everything about their embassy was Kiwi culture. See, the place where the ambassador lives is called the embassy. Let me ask you this, that when you, when you, as you as an ambassador of Christ, the place, the metron, the atmosphere in which you live, the, the marketplace, maybe you're at school, maybe you're in business, maybe you're wherever you are, the, every one of us carries a metron, every one of us carries an atmosphere around our lives. And so when you walk into, a, uh, when you walk into an embassy, it's like this, that 
what happens in, on the embassy grounds, even though it may be in a sovereign nation, the, the rules, the culture, everything about uh, that embassy is that from, which it, from the sovereignty at which it was sent. So when you walk into a, the, the U.S. embassy in Wellington, what happens in that embassy is that U.S. law abounds. When you walk into the New Zealand embassy in another country, when you walk inside that perimeter, that is as though you were stepping into that nation itself. So you and I, if you and I are called as ambassadors of Christ, where is our embassy? Your embassy is the place that you live in. The embassy, your embassy is the, is the atmosphere that you carry around you. The embassy is the place, the metron that you have around your life. So even though you may live in a place that is broken, even though you may live in a place where, where there's disappointment, even though that you may live on the, in, in, in a community that is empty and, and broken and hurting, inside that metron, inside that place where you live, let me tell you, kingdom culture and kingdom spirit must reign. Make the decision today that you will start to enlarge the atmosphere around your life. You, as an ambassador, we have been commissioned by God to, to enlarge the territory, to enlarge the embassy around us in which we live. As we start to do that, what will happen is uh, God's kingdom will start to increase upon this earth. The only reason, the only way things are going to change in our community is you and I starting to make that choice that we will live by the culture and by the spirit that we have been sent from. See, the Bible says that we are calm, we're, we're as ambassadors of Christ, those who walk in the Spirit. They have great joy, they have great peace. So even though around you can be turmoil and discouragement, the atmosphere in which you carry is an atmosphere of peace. Even though the atmosphere around in our community may be that of hopelessness, of fear and worry, the atmosphere that you carry around your life is that of faith and hope and joy. And as that metron starts to enlarge, as you carry that metron out, what happens? It starts to affect and starts to invade and starts to shift the atmosphere over our community. Can you imagine what would happen if 600 people, 1,000 people decided with all their heart that they would not be overwhelmed by the, by the battle around them, that they would stand their ground, but not only stand their ground, but to enlarge the territory. So it doesn't matter what's going on around the world. When I get into your zone, man, I feel peace. Man, I feel joy. It doesn't matter what, if, if things are closing down or things are shutting up. When I get into your atmosphere, I feel a different culture. I feel a different spirit. That spirit is that of faith. That atmosphere is that of peace. That one, that spirit is a spirit of joy. What is it? What is the atmosphere that you carry around your life? I mean, all of us love the notion, love the idea of being ambassadors of Christ. But what is it like to live in your life? When you start to get into the marketplace, when you start to get into the schools, do you start to be, does the embassy start to get overwhelmed by prevailing forces? Or can the embassy enlarge its place, enlarge its territory? Friends, we are in a prime position right now where the embassy, the, the, the sovereignty of God can start to be extended into the community that we live in. Amen? The Bible says, for this reason, I've set you here as an ambassador of Christ, that you may set in order, that you may set, bring into place the things that are lacking, some of the things that are lacking, hope, peace, love, joy, faith. You're here to bring faith into an atmosphere. You're here to bring peace into our community. You have been sent in position by God to bring a different spirit and a different culture. Amen? Oh, come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Well, that was pretty lame. <laughs> come on. Give the Lord a shout of praise this evening. Hallelujah. You and I have been positioned. Let me ask you this question today. 
What is your Crete? Maybe you're surrounded. Maybe you've been overcome by some uh, prevailing atmospheres, by some uh, uh, fears. Maybe you've been overcome by worry. Maybe you've been overcome by news media reports and, and, and the words of uh, people are speaking. What is the Crete that you're in right now? Maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's your own family. Maybe it's your school. Maybe it's your, uh, maybe it's your place of work. Maybe it's, what is the Crete? Where, are, where have you been left? Where have you been established as an ambassador? Wherever you are, there is something, there is a space there that needs to be filled. And if you don't fill it with the kingdom of God, if you don't fill it with kingdom culture, with the spirit of God, something else will. You've been sent here to make a difference. The Bible says uh, that you should appoint leaders or shepherds in every community. Friend, you and I are not just called to be ambassadors, but also to raise up other disciples and to, to increase, the, uh, increase the kingdom of God as we start to enlarge the atmosphere around our lives. Amen? Amen? Now, my friends, as a time, can I just have the band up? Incredible time, an incredible moment in time right now. Incredible moment in the world right now. You and I have a choice whether we can be overcome and overrun by the pressures or whether you and I can stand up as the ambassadors that God has called us to be. Amen? Amen? Awesome. Why don't you just close your eyes and bow your heads right now. Hallelujah.